Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And welcome back for another episode of the lovely, lovely Amateur Hour. I'm happy to be back as usual. Now, it's going to be a bit different, okay? Because, uh, let's just say things are getting busy uh, during the weekends for everybody, so we have to figure out recording times. We're recording a little ahead of time than normal. So we're, it's just going to be a me and Austi episode today, so it's not going to be all three of us, but it's going to be a lovely, fantastical episode. But before we start, I want to thank our sponsors, Kelly's Kernels, and the lovely, or actually the more gruesome, the Grim Reaper on Twitch.tv. So far, you guys, please check out all of our sponsors in the link down below. So yeah, just be sure. Check them out. Uh, Adam Stone as well. I heard he's going on tour pretty soon, so that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Again, links down in the description for everyone that we work with and affiliate with. It's all going to be down below. So for you guys, please check that out uh, for some fantastic, fantastic uh, other artists and people that we work with. So... What to talk about today? Well, we got a lot of fun things and new things in the Nintendo world that we're going to discuss a little bit later, so stay tuned, okay? But for this first half, we I kind of wanted to discuss something that is a little bit more personal, right? Near and dear to the heart, so to speak. Um, and that is the idea... So when you get in a relationship and you fall in love with somebody... Uh, you just, right, you can't do nothing but adore that individual, right? You start talking about how much you love them, how cute they are, how pretty, how gorgeous. Oh my goodness, right? So like you end up just going through this, this moment of like where you're always appreciating, uh, your partner, so to speak. But something that I've noticed, uh, a lot of times is that specifically speaking, uh, you know, in my personal experience, is that a lot of times when you get into these relationships, a lot of the affirmation seems to go from like the male to the female. So a lot of times it's like the guy will be hyping up his girlfriend, right? So to speak, <laughs> uh, calling her beautiful, saying that, you know, how smart she is. And I've always noticed that it's a lot more times again, in my personal experience, that it is males giving those like positive words of affirmation, so to speak, to females. Yet I never really have, have like normally had that in a relationship, uh, excluding this current relationship that I am in, <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic. Don't kill me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. She She adores the heck out of me and uh, definitely offers up a lot of words of affirmation, but I was sitting and pondering. And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever experienced this to this level. Like I've had, like, I don't know, I would say the amount of compliments in each relationship that I've had throughout my time, it, like I've literally only been complimented in terms of the way I look throughout those particular relationships like five times like per person like right like so i've had two major relationships other than this one in my life and i've literally only been uh, complimented or something like that 10 times so to speak right like five per person so and i i kid you not like this is not something that i'm playing up or sort of going on and it's not some not to say that uh I think that I deserve it, right? But it's more or less that I've noticed that I will offer up, right, all this sort of words of affirmation and talking to this person and saying, oh, my goodness, you're so beautiful, you're so gorgeous, you're smart, you're this and that. And then when it comes to me, I don't hear nothing back, right? Like no responses back in terms of not after I do that, but like just from them just wanting to say that, oh, you're handsome or you're this. And I just find it odd in a way because i've just noticed that it's just something very common that males are offering out these words of affirmation and receiving nothing in return in terms of those words back right 
Um, and I don't know, uh, I, I sort of leaving it up to the floor, right? Like leaving it up for everyone else's perception too, to essentially look at their sort of relationships and see if that's common, if that's, uh, if other males feel that way as well. Um, Austin, uh, what's your take on it? Like how, if you notice in the relationships that you've had, that it's always like almost one-sided in terms of affirmation and not to say that that person doesn't love you but it's just like i find it so like again strange that it's so commonplace for males to do it to females but not as commonplace it seems for females to do it males or perhaps that's just the relationships that i got into but uh, what's your take austin um i think that uh men and women Generally speaking, nobody shoot me in the comments, but generally speaking, I think that they show and receive love very differently. I think that's definitely part of it. I think that uh, eyes a lot of times show affection by, you know, and, you know, your girlfriend looks beautiful and all that stuff or um, getting them things like that which for getting things in particular i think that one's more of a sides but in terms of words i think the words that a man or another woman speaks towards a, another girl has a bigger effect on them than it does for men you know like i sit and talk crap to each other a lot i think you know just not i think I just don't think that to, like words are as important to guys and I think that guys are more like actions they want they're like it doesn't have to obviously it doesn't have to be sexual but guys receive love in like an action way his wife does something for him your girlfriend does something for you she she gives you a back scratch you know stuff like that now in my own personal experience i can't think of like i can think of a few times i mean i've been complimented uh girls that weren't my girlfriend more than girlfriend themselves which is kind of interesting thinking about it just i i think it's just comes down to a difference i now for me um generally speak i kind of get uncomfortable whenever people compliment me like that like i don't really like compliments necessarily i just like to do what i'm doing and then like just be like oh thank you type of thing you know i don't really like i don't want like real real compliments i don't want a girl to be like oh austin you got a dumpy like no i don't want you don't do that please don't do that but uh i'm like i just i don't know i think it's just it's it's kind of one of those things like my own personal life no it's never really happened i know plenty of uh, people though that that's like their thing and in fact Speaking on it while you were talking about it, I was thinking about how there's this uh, there's this TikTok uh, NBA player, um, and his wife has a TikTok. She was going through the story of like how they met and their like journey, and basically the journey is the guy is like you know really good basketball player, but super insecure. And so it like you're talking about how you never get the compliments, but like in their relationship, it was the exact opposite. Like they weren't dating, but he was pursuing her, and she was just kind of like, "No, I don't. I'm not interested in some jerk." And then she realizes who he is. But it's like whole entire like step towards them finally being together is her just constantly telling him, "You're good enough. You can do this." Like being in words of encouragement, words of affirmation, you know. I th I think it yeah it depends but I think overall I think you are right I think that mainly guys are the ones that give out the compliments and girls more just do more actions for men yeah I don't know if I don't know if that. it's just like a stigma so to speak right like where that males have to be tough or males don't need to receive compliments but you know what I would like to say ladies and individuals and even dudes listen here okay i think everybody deserves a you know deserves that whether you're male female i don't think it it matters i think both sides of the spectrum it's it's important to receive these like you know hype your man up you know tell him he looks good tell him 
that he's smart. Like give give these sort of again these these words of as we're saying affirmation. That, but I also know that everyone's love language is different, right? Like so you have very different types of love language. Like there's physical touch. There's again words of affirmation. There's uh, there's individuals that sort of like you know that how they show their love is by gifting things and um so i understand that everyone's love language is going to be 100 percent different there's not going to be <laughs> you know there's not going to be like a million people that have the well in the world spectrum speak yes there will be but anyway my point <laughs> is is that there's not going to be a lot of people that always have the similar like um you know love language like for example like mine is more I'm more of like physical touch. So like hugs and cuddles and stuff like that, you know, is my sort of love language or like hugging, hand holding, you know, uh, mm. playing with someone's hair. Like that is how I sort of show my love. And then I think next would probably be uh, words of affirmation is important for me. Like just connecting in terms of, uh, in showing that you love that person by literally telling them that, right? Like, and it, I think that's important. So everyone's is going to be different, but it's just like, in terms of the words of affirmation, I just know that, you know, it's just, it's not as commonplace for males to receive that. And I'm not to say again, that like anyone's owed anything, but I just believe that it's a essentially almost like a two way street, right? Like, again, it's good for both sides of the spectrum. I think, in relationship, you need those words of affirmation. Like, and two, I think like you, Austin, like when I was finally receiving like these words of affirmation in my current relationship, like it was something kind of a, a bit foreign to me to receive it so much, right? Super uncomfortable. Yeah, like uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't know what to say when, when she calls you handsome or uh you know she talks about like how lucky she is or something like that you're just like what <laughs> like <laughs> you're just hearing it but you're not necessarily really like i don't know it's like hard to accept for a while um not because you don't want to but you just don't know how essentially to accept that from somebody that's like, I don't know, like you're not your parents or something like, you know, not your mom, like telling you, Oh, you look quite handsome or something <laughs> or like your grandparent or somebody when it's a loved one. And it's somebody that you're in a relationship. It just feels different. So, mm -hmm. but I love it. Right. Like I, I think it's absolutely fantastic for me. It's a huge confidence booster and not to say that I lacked confidence in myself, but it just adds to my confidence and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel nice. And again, I, I, I started dissecting past relationships and I realized I was like, you know what? I do not. I, why is it not a common thing? And then I started thinking about uh, some of my friends past relationships like uh, Tyler or Junior or you know, anybody else that I knew. And I started thinking, uh, like stuff that we would talk about, because, you know, guys talk about relationships and stuff and, you know, you very much, uh, are open with that. So it's like when you end up, for example, talking like in, you're hearing, it doesn't come up that like, Hey, yeah, my girl, oh my gosh. She like, as they call it nowadays, gasses me up, you know? And, uh, compliments me and all that stuff. So, and, and so in looking in that, I was just like, you know what? I think it's important to talk about. I think it's important to discuss that males deserve affirmation. And if you're a guy out there and you don't think you do, I mean, I would say that, yeah, of course you do. You just like, you know, uh, you give your girlfriend those words of affirmation. You too deserve that because I think it's, important to have that sort of love and not look at it as a stigma so to speak where you know oh we're males we're supposed to be tough and <laughs> you know we don't want those sorts of things yet like meanwhile behind the scene behind the scenes you're like doing like baby talk and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah dude that that's the one thing that always like the the, the stigma that guys gotta be tough it's like is it really a stigma though? Like, sure, maybe on like the thinnest layer of the outside of it of a guy, they're supposed to be tough. But the moment you crack through that, you're you've got somebody on each other 
baby and baby talking and uh, getting beat up, you know, <laughs> and in the sense of like play fighting with your girlfriend, stuff like that. It's like, I mean, it, are guys really that tough? You know, like I think it's, I think it's kind of, especially over the last few years, the last 15, 20 years, I think that perception is definitely changing. Um, one of the things I was going to ask you, you were talking about it a little bit, but have you ever taken one of those uh, tests that tells you your love languages? No, I have not. I just, how I know is because throughout my relationships, I really paid attention to what is kind of important to me and like what I like to, you know, what I like to do for that other individual. Like a lot of times I notice myself like, I am very close to that person. Like I said, physical touch for me is like important. Like nothing feels better to me than just laying there next to your girlfriend cuddling. Like I think that to me like is absolutely fantastic and so comforting. Like I I can't tell you how how wonderful that is for me. But I like yeah. to, you know, be the individual that sometimes, right? I don't care if she's a big spoon, but sometimes I like being the big spoon, right? And obviously and uh, sort of cuddling her and stuff like that. And and in terms of, too, how I know uh, words of affirmation is because I notice myself always, like, saying, like, oh, you're beautiful, you're this, you're fantastic. And, I mean, even sometimes with my friends, um, when, you know, I, I love them as a friend and I start talking to them, I'll be like, yeah, dude, like, you're so smart, you're this, you're that. And I'll give these affirmations to the individual that I'm speaking to. Have you I, uh, taken one of those uh, those tests? Oh yeah, I. That's uh, uh, it's, I'll give you a little story of how I ended up taking one of these tests. So, um, we I was uh, twenty two, maybe twenty one. Uh, no, I had to have been twenty two, and uh, I was at college, and we were at the local bar, and there was a girl that I was been interested in for quite a while. Um, and she did like, we were just sitting at the bar talking and stuff. And she, uh, decided to, like, I, I guess she had taken one recently. And so she had me take it like at the, like at the bar, did not leave me alone until I take this test. And she also made me take that personality test or whatever. And, um, I ended up getting like number one for both how I show love and how I, my favorite to be given is quality time i believe is what it's called and because like for me i'm is like super important because it's the it's the most unrenewable resource that the world has is time you'll never get back the hour you just spent like it's it's constantly fleeting um so for me time is really important and i think that somebody's willing to spend their time with you it's such a a sparse resource everybody it to me it just like speaks volumes and it's really important to me um and then i also feel like uh if somebody's giving me their time like my immediate response is to give them more of my time and uh that that's usually how a lot of my um relationships kind of started is how we just like i mean i guess in a lot of ways most people start this way but like me then we start spending more time together then more time together then more time together and it just keeps going and going and going eventually we end up dating but then like after in a relationship like that's all i want to do is spend time with that person um now does that mean that you have to be like focused or i have to be focused on that one person at all times no it means like i could be sitting in my room playing cod with with you she's just in the room and that to me is like like it's fulfilling. Um, and then, but then my second one was uh, definitely physical touch. Um, because, I mean, what guy doesn't like physical touch? I like to hug and kiss and hold hands and all that stuff and cuddle, like you said. Um, but I'm definitely a little spoon gang for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, now, when it comes to like falling asleep, she cannot fall asleep on my arm. My fa arm falls asleep too fast. And I can't sleep, so uh, can't do that one. But um, yeah, I, doesn't I, that happen to every guy though? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I'm, my arms fall I asleep sometimes too. 
Is it good? I'm just what I don't want to deal with it. I'm like, nah, because I, I literally will not go to sleep. Um, so I usually what I do is let them fall asleep, and then I just like I just slowly pull my hand out and hope to God they didn't wake up. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean I think giving is also kind of important for me too. I think that was like my number three, but like definitely quality time and physical touch were number one, and um well after i took the test i realized how like you know in past relationships how like it made it made total sense because a lot of relationships that i had like girls i dated that i didn't spend a lot of time with i didn't feel very fulfilled in the relationships and it didn't didn't last very long um so i mean i don't know i think like i said before i think it's really like we were talking about it before you know that a lot of guys don't get words of affirmation, but I think the really most important thing is just just make sure you know what each other's love language is. So that means you take a test, you find out, or you just kind of fill it out. And you'll, if you're in a relationship, you'll figure it out. Oh, um, yeah. Because I, I, I agree with you in, in, in yeah. that terms that it's very important to be you know to have that uh, to to know your love language right it's almost like learning or knowing your learning style uh you have to mm -hmm. know how you learn right because more people are more visual right because if not you're you're doing yourself a disservice in knowing your love language and knowing what's important to you is important because then you can convey that to your significant other um mm -hmm. when i was first starting my relationship with uh emily uh which is my current girlfriend and we first were talking the first thing one of the first things we were discussing was like uh our love language like what it is and what it was believe it or not it's literally the exact same so <laughs> but which is absolutely fantastic uh for the both of us but you know it just it's it's important to talk about because if you don't how is that person going to make you feel special or know to make you feel special? So I think I do in light of, you know, the, the topic that I was discussing in, in terms of like, you know, Oh, well males don't receive a lot of words of affirmation. Well, maybe it's because they don't know their love language. And I think either you have to look at yourself and uh, male and female and like decide, like, like i don't know dissect your relationships and see mm -hmm. what is most important to you or you can take probably one of those tests and find out your love language uh in terms of that way like because if not it's almost nearly impossible to make the person feel truly accepted and loved if you don't know what it is you know that makes them feel loved essentially so uh, and, and I agree with you too, Aussie, in, in terms of time. I'm that was another big thing for, for me and my current girlfriend is that, you know, we were talking about yeah, like time and how it's important. Like for me personally too, like when I'm in a relationship, I if I'm gonna spend time with them, I'm not gonna just do a little three hour date and walk away. Like, no, I want a full day. Like <laughs> I want morning <laughs> till night, just, you know, hanging out. We could even be doing nothing, like especially for me and my my girlfriend is that like we end up just cuddling the uh, <laughs> the whole time um, sometimes just because, you know, what we just feel like having a lazy day. But then we could also do things and stuff like that. But for me, what is important is that I'm just spending that full day with that somebody, because like you're saying, yeah, time is very short. Uh, to be honest, that is the one of the things we don't know if we have, right? Like you don't know if you're going to have a tomorrow, if you're going to wake up tomorrow or something's going to happen. You don't know. Uh, I've been around enough death in, in my life to, to say that, hey, you, you never know. And it's good to take advantage and be grateful for all that time that you have with somebody. I mean, but it's definitely very interesting to figure out your love language, Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was it was an interesting setting to figure it out, and you've got I've got all these people yelling and all these this 
loud music going on meanwhile i'm sitting here on my phone just trying to figure out what my love language <laughs> is dude no bumps deal. into you <laughs> he's yeah, like hey, was... what are you doing you're just like yeah. i'm taking a love test <laughs> yeah like the, the, i'm sure there was a few friends that came over and they're like what are you doing you're sitting next to this girl and you're taking it and i'm like well deep down i'm thinking i'm being a simp and taking the test because she told me to bro like <laughs> why else would i be doing this but I mean, so, it was, you know, it's so people's love language is a simp, huh? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, dude. Some guy's love language is definitely the simp. So uh, no hate. No hate on them. I feel like uh, I know a couple of guys like that. <laughs> I know a few. I may, may or may not include myself. I don't really know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think... We were, we were talking, you talked a little bit and you touched on a little bit like uh, being a man and what it means to be a man in society. I think that's something that people, guys specifically, but you know, other people as well, uh, misconstrue is like be a quote unquote man. You know, you're supposed to be strong and you're supposed to be, you're supposed to know what you want in life, know how to get it. It's basically what it kind of boils down to. I think that. This falls right into that. If you need to know yourself before you can know how to go on this path to get what you want in life. And so if you don't know, if your goal in life to get married, have kids, start a family, basically, um, you know, excel in your career, you've got to know, um, specifically with family, you've got to know your love language. Because if you don't know it and you don't know how to explain to your wife why you're frustrated, and like, you're, it's not going to work, you know? So... At the end of the day, I, I we were talking about how you know it changes a little bit. I think maybe the outside view of uh, being a man is definitely changing, but I think internally it really doesn't has never changed. It's all the same. Just like being a woman is in a sense the exact same as being a man. Um, being a woman, you're supposed to be strong, uh, just like being a man is. So I mean, I don't know. I think I think that. Maybe maybe the problem isn't that girls don't tell guys enough that they look good. It's that guys haven't told girls enough that that's something that they want to hear. I I one hundred percent agree with that. And yeah, it, you know I'm I'm happy that the perception of what it is to be a man uh, is changing. You know, it's it's ever so changing, and I'm happy with that because i think it's good to be progressive in a way i mean there's definitely certain values that i still hold true that that might be very classic views um i think ultimately especially for me like what being man is is to is being in tune to your emotion right and having that ability to know when to be vulnerable and mm -hmm. Rather than trying to be so tough and trying to be a person that sort of, you know, is that guy that is just the rock of a relationship or just, you know, and, and including any type of relationship that they're they're with, right? Friends, family, whoever, they have to know that you, you have to be able to be in tune with your emotion and be able to feel as well and allow yourself to feel or allow somebody else to hear hear you out. Um, being a man is just knowing when to do that, when to be vulnerable, when to be tough, when to be there. Um, that's what, you know, I think are part of the true qualities of what it is to be a man. But mm -hmm. again, it's, it's nowadays I'm, I'm happy how progressive things are becoming. And I say, you know, still keep pushing that. And, but like Austin was saying is know yourself, right? Like, take that time to look at yourself um, and be honest in, in relationships. I think a lot of failure in, in relationships is that we're not honest enough and something that I never really personally did, but uh, what I've noticed most people do is like they sort of dance around uh, the important topics, right? Important things to them. They end up, uh, so to speak, like, for example, if family is important to you or, you know, uh, this type of love language is important to you, they, they don't talk about that, right? Like, they're always like, oh, what's your favorite color? Like, you know, what's your favorite food? Like, very, like, uh, <laughs> 
how would you trivia question you know questions mm-hmm. and i think that it's important to do that right like in the very beginnings but don't sort of linger on that too long because then in terms of the relationship you're you're not going to know if you're compatible if you're not asking the important questions you're just asking all these you know fluff piece questions when in actuality like you so hey you have to push yourself to to know uh the the real things right like what makes that person real as opposed to all these again trivia questions so you know that's a bit of our uh our advice and our take in, on certain things and i mean i hope that helps and you know to be honest this topic is very interesting and uh there's definitely a lot to talk about it um but but it's actually around break time so who knows we'll probably um revisit this topic and as as well as a lot of the topics that we we've discussed just because there's some for some of these topics there's just so much to talk about um and break down and especially with a short amount of time you know it's hard to sort of sort of do that but with that said we're going to throw it over to a quick break but stay tuned because we're going to be talking about um nintendo and uh, a lot of the new stuff that's happening uh happening in the fairly current news uh about nintendo so please stay tuned and enjoy this word from our sponsor enjoy high octane gaming with the grim reaper live on twitch watch the reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as call of duty warzone call of duty zombies valorant minecraft and more join him as he competes against high competition in cod warzone tournaments for large cash prizes you can catch the grim reaper streaming monday wednesday friday and saturday 6 to 11 p.m cdt just search twitch.tv forward slash the grim reaper link in the bio looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn then i have the place for you Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we are back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, all of their links are going to be out in the description, so please check them out. More on them later. But, Osti, there's been some new things in the realm of nintendo which actually you're very excited for so you know what i'm gonna let you tell us and the people or me and the people uh what's been going on oh we talked funny we talked about the nintendo 64 last episode quite a little bit and uh obviously just recently nintendo decided you know what the nintendo 64 these guys on the amateur hour they're pretty cool guys Sounds like they have a good idea. We're just going to put it on the Switch Online now. So, they announced, I think it's a couple weeks ago, maybe. Oh, by the time you guys hear this episode. But, um, yeah, so the Nintendo 64 is coming to Switch. But also, on top of that, bringing the Sega Genesis, which I never played. But uh, I know a lot of people are pretty excited about that. But, oh, um. Another thing that they're also bringing along with this is they're also expanding the experience of the online, the Nintendo Online. Uh, we don't know what that means yet, necessarily. They are supposed to let us know sometime in October what that looks like. But um, in terms of the Nintendo 64, it launches, which... They also need to give us a date on that as well. But it's going to come out with a few games at first, and then there will be some more that will come later. But launch titles for it are supposed to be Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, 
Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, In Back, and Yoshi's Story. Sixty-fours in there, um, and then upcoming that'll release later are one of my favorites, Banjo Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Zelda, Majora's Mask, Three Sixty-four, The Crystal Shards, Mario or Paper Mario, Mario Golf, and F Zero X. Um, out of that list, I've only played like three of these games. I think four played Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, obviously Banjo-Kazooie, and then Paper Mario on the 64. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Justin, I, I, I kind of can't remember. Have you, so did you play much 64 back in the day? Like, are any of these games that you're, like, kind of excited for? So, um, I did not play <laughs> the N64, uh, I don't think, well, I've maybe played it once. But it was like a, a Mario Kart thing, right? They, did they make a Mario Kart for Nintendo 64? Yeah, so it's probably Mario Kart 64 that you played. Yeah, so I believe I played that. Um, but I, I think I, I did be, I was able to try the uh, Super Mario as well, which was fun. Uh, I think it was like the one where like you, you have kind of like a freedom to roam around a little bit. Is that? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think uh I am very excited for this, right? Because now the games that I didn't play and uh if I'm super interested in doing so, I can go back and I can play them. Um so mm-hmm. I'm very hyped for for all of that, for sure. Um now I did have to mention uh I I don't know and I don't know if people are going to hate me for this or what, but I really liked the GameCube. I was able to play that a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was just discussing this last night with a, another friend of mine, is that uh, one of my favorite games was like this, uh, it was a Godzilla um, f- like fighting game, right? Where you could play all the different Godzilla creatures uh, that were in his, the universe, like Ghidorah and all these cool uh, other you know, big, you know, behemoth creatures like fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a lot of fun. And there was a few other games. I think there was like a Star Wars game on the GameCube that I really liked. So there was like so many games. And I kind of hope, and I think that they might go that way. Who knows? Uh, and bring GameCube games to the Nintendo Switch. I don't know if there's any... GameCube games in particular that you liked, or if you've even played the GameCube. Um, but yeah. yeah, I oh dude, I played the snot out of the GameCube. Um, but it seems to me like they, based off of the how things have fallen so far, I'm assuming eventually we'll get a GameCube online. Now at least some GameCubes online on their platform because they've gone, they started with the original Nintendo and they went to the Super Nintendo, now it's the N64, well the next released home console is the GameCube, which surprisingly enough is the second worst selling home console that Nintendo ever put out Only yeah. the only one that beat it is the Wii U, which that's a whole different story, but um, I just looking at the titles, I think one of the things that jumps out to me big time, and I've seen a, I've seen a few people talking about it, and something that I think Nintendo is going to get a little bit of flack for, is that Super Mario 64. Obviously, it's a staple of the 64, but they just recently put out the All Star Collection, and it was supposed to be limited fun. Now we're getting Super Mario 64. On the online service. So it's like, I'm not sure. I, I understand why they're putting it on there, but maybe they should have, th- they should have, instead of putting Super Mario 64 on this limited time Mario All Stars, maybe they should have picked a different Mario game. But, you know, that's just picking. I don't really care. I, but I have seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, and there's two Zeldas. Obviously, Zelda's big. Um, I do hope that 
I'm assuming this isn't the list that they're going to stick with forever. I'm hoping that there's more games added, but like Banjo Tooie. Um, oh gosh, there's there's quite a few racing games that were on the N64 that are really popular. Um, Mario Speedway, I think is Mario USA Speedway, something like that. It's a really good one, but I'm really excited for it. What I'm even more excited for, though, is the fact that not only are they coming out with these games, but they're also releasing a wireless Nintendo 64 controller for the Switch. And I don't care how much I use it, I'm going to buy it. Just because the N64 controller has so much nostalgia for me. Like, just because I remember being like, or sitting there trying to play the game, you know, hitting every single wall possible while trying to race, but... I had an N64 controller in my hand, and it's like one of my earliest memories playing games. So I'm excited for that. Um, now, they're also, you know, we talked about the N64, but they're also launching the Sega Genesis uh, online with it, which has, um, it looks like about the same amount of games. It's got like Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, Echo the Dolphin, most of these I've never heard of, Castlevania. Contra, uh, Dr. Robonix, Mean Bean Machine, <laughs> uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Restar, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider. Now, I don't want to be disrespectful to any of these Genesis fans, but most of these games, I will probably never touch this. I... Are the Sonic games going to be on, uh, on the Sega Genesis stuff that they're porting over? Yeah, so uh, I did read... So it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is on there. Now, I could be wrong, but I distinctly believe that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is actually... wasn't Was made by a different company, wasn't Sega, is what a lot of people were talking about. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's kind of interesting. It, it For them, it opens the door, because like, if you look at... A lot of the titles um, that are on the N64 lineup, almost all of them are made by Nintendo publishers, except for Banjo-Kazooie, I believe. Maybe there's one more that I'm missing. But uh, it's a lot of people have talked about, like, this kind of opens up the opportunity uh, for Nintendo to, like, games that they didn't publish themselves on the online service because most of it has just been nintendo games so and if they can get rare games which rare was huge on the nintendo 64 they made the donkey kong games donkey kong country on the n64 obviously banjo games um uh they made uh they made some racing games, I believe. Like they, they had their hands in a lot of stuff. So if if they can get those on there, it'd be really cool. And then on top of that, um, the lineup in general will be diverse because right now it's basically just a bunch of Mario um, and a few other things sprinkled in. You know, so um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be awesome. Obviously, they're also releasing a Genesis controller too, which something you're interested in cool one thing i did learn while researching this a little bit is that in america we're getting the button genesis controller but in japan and some other countries they're getting a six button layout which i guess the six button is the better one uh, i don't know too much about it but a lot of people are complaining about that because they don't understand why uh, there has to be two separate controllers for different regions but um, yeah, I'm really excited to hold the N64 controller in my hand and see how much it feels like the real thing, you know, from whenever I was a kid. Because yeah, there was a lot of design be, flaws. That's going to be really cool, because I remember the times... Uh, that was another game I did play on the N64 with the Banjo-Kazooie games. Um, mm. And a lot of times, believe it or not, when I would play them... I don't know if you remember McDonald's back in the day when they used to have the n64s or sometimes they would even have like as time progressed they would have like a, a gamecube in their like in their mm -hmm. mcdonald's do you remember that 
Yes, I remember that. They used to have, they they had like that, and then they would also give out like Nintendo themed uh, toys in the, the Happy Meals too for a little bit. Yeah, so like a lot of times I was, I had limited time to, like again, yeah, I had a PlayStation 1, um, if anyone was listening to the previous episode before this, um, I've had a PlayStation 1 my whole life. And uh, one of the things was uh, that I, I like to do is like when I would go to McDonald's is I would play this N64 Banjo-Kazooie and that was like so much fun. And the thing is, though, you never know how much progression was done <laughs> in the game, like because maybe you're close to beating it, but they don't really do any saves or whatever. So you'd have to go back and play further into it or maybe a kid was playing it before you and uh you get to miss out on this you know i kind of wish that i mean this has been a quick side note i kind of wish that mcdonald's would do this again i loved going to you know uh a mcdonald's and being able to play a video game like what like now that i think about it I was super sad that they took that out, and I thought that was like so cool because it was like a a mini arcade, right? You're getting a happy meal and you're playing a game. Um, no. But yeah, you never knew the progression that you're gonna have if another kid was playing before you and stuff like that. So that is a game I'm definitely very excited for, and I haven't played a Banjo Kazooie game in maybe like fifteen years or so. Um, so yeah. it's been a long time since I've I've played one, but. Um, yeah, I think I'm very excited for that. I really love, personally, I love Sonic as well. So being able to play a classic Sonic game might be really cool. It's a prospect that I really want to look into. Um, but yes, I, I definitely am uh, excited to to just dive further uh, into mm. N64 now that they're porting over all these games, maybe all the games that I missed. Um, yeah. you know, including it's Mario, gonna be exciting. which is going to be really exciting, I think, know. because go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, one of the, the things I am happy about since I just bought an N64, I bought a bunch of games. Thankfully, not every single game I bought is on here, but definitely a few of them are. Um, I was going to add though, was that, um, uh, I didn't mention it in the beginning, but this whole expansion that they're doing to the online service is going to cost more money. They haven't told us how much. It could be $10 a year or $20 a year or something like that. So that's also something to look out for. And maybe when they release that, maybe we talk about this uh, again and is the find out is this value worth the expansion uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to cover when they roll it out. Um, another interesting thing to cover is that Nintendo had another big announcement. Uh, they announced that uh, they're doing a Mario movie. And uh, the lineup is... It had people for it, they, it had people outraged. They were going crazy, ballistic. Uh, a lot of people were upset. Um, a lot of people, like, for example, uh, do you have the lineup pulled up, uh, Austin? I sure do. All right, li list some of these characters off, and I might interject here and there. Okay, so, first one, the most important character, is Mario is going to be played by Chris Pratt, um, which is the probably the one that everybody's talking about the most, the most controversial um, so I think before we even touch on anybody else, I think we should probably talk about this. Uh, for me, in my opinion, I think that this is going to be awesome. I kind of like Chris Pratt. He's He did a pretty good job in the Marvel movies. He probably will continue to do good. I also think that based off of the rest of the lineup, it seems that this is going to be a very comedic movie. Chris Pratt's going to fill in perfectly as Mario, in my opinion. But a lot of other people have different opinions. What do you think, Justin? So, you know, in hearing this, a lot of people were outraged because uh, some people were calling for an Italian 
to play Mario, other people, which is again, it's uh, Mario is meant to be a stereotype too. So it's like, uh, would you really want an Italian playing that? But anyway, um, and uh, some people were just playing out uh, upset because they're not using the original voice actor who has been voicing Mario since Mario was created. Now, I uh, so I th- personally, I think. Um, Chris Pratt's going to do fine. He's done some voiceover work before. So he's done some voiceover before. He's he's played um, the Lego movie. He's played in a Disney movie called Onward. So he's he has experience doing voiceover. So it's, I don't think that's an issue. And I feel like he can do a pretty funny uh, Mario voice, I'm assuming. Um, so I don't, I, but I will say this. In terms of all the outrage, the I think he's going to do good. But I do a kind of agree with everybody in terms of, you know, I, I want to see the original voice actor be able to play, you know, Mario in a movie. Granted, um, I'll actually I'll touch on the, the second part of this. But so I, I, I want to see the original voice actor playing Mario. And the reason is that, is because a lot of times now that you're having these sort of video game characters that have very prolific and just beloved voiceover artists and actors that have been playing these characters for years and people get used to that. So then making a movie, I think personally it just makes sense being able to have the uh, original voice actor voice act for this because it's not like it's live action. Live action, I could understand, right? Like, I personally am getting into voiceover. So being able to voice act for me, I voice act because personally I'm not probably a good physical actor. I just won't be good in actual acting. I can't memorize things, so the script's right in front of me. <laughs> so there's all these different aspects. So no, I would probably not be good for like, a live action adaptation if I was voice acting a character someday. But I think it's worth just, I don't know, giving these voice actors the respect and being able to pull them on bigger projects, especially when it's an animated project. I think it should be, I, sh- I think it should happen. Granted, and with that said, business wise, a lot of times these films, when they're coming out, they need butts and seats, right? They need to be able to make money. That's what they're essentially making the film for and why they uh, get approval from studios is because they're like, okay, well, how can we guarantee a basis of uh, consumers to come watch this this show, right, or this movie? Um, and Chris Pratt has a large following, you know? Uh, so I think... I, well, I know that's probably one of the factors that they chose Chris Pratt. Um, so I I don't know. I can't really fault the film business. But at the same token, I think we do need to normalize uh, voice actors reprising their roles in films. But go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, the only thing I, now I could be living under a rock, but I've now ne- I don't know if I've ever heard like Mario like speak like a whole sentence in any of his games or anything. I could be wrong, but to me all of the voice acting I know of of him is like small old tidbits, you know, his woohoo stuff like that. Am I wrong or is that kind of basically the gist of this the uh, voice actor who's done Mario all these years is that all he's done or has he done like actual voice acting? As far as I'm aware, but I think he may might have done a little bit of voice. But in terms of the video games, yes, like there hasn't really been large bits of dialogue. So, I mean, I can agree that like, well, we haven't heard him really give crazy dialogue to it. But I don't know. I really do think that Chris Pratt's going to give a do a good job. I will say that mm-hmm. I'm not I don't think he's going to do horrible at all. Um, I just in terms of like video games and stuff like that, I think that uh, voice actors uh, should be able to get first, at least first dips. Like, right. Maybe if mm-hmm. they deny the movie and they're like, well, I don't want to do that. Then don't do that. But definitely give first dibs to the original voice actors. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And I don't know. My the only reason I asked that question is because I have no idea. This this guy who's voiced Mario all these years, like, I mean, it's much easier to make an iconic sound and do a full sentence, you know, as the character, you know. And I don't know this guy, this guy who's been doing the woohoo and making all the Mario noises for all these years. And just not have what it takes to do uh, what you need in between uh, the making full sentences. I mean, it's already going to be interesting in general seeing Mario talk, which I think in a lot of ways it's going to be uh, it's going to help because most of these characters that are in this movie, we've never heard them really speak at all. So like there's iconic noises. Uh, maybe there's a way that we'll have to see once the movie comes out but maybe there's a way to get those iconic sounds in you know like Toad sounds Mario sounds, Luigi sounds uh, Bowser and Donkey Kong you know all of these like iconic characters all these iconic sounds that they make all these iconic sound bites that they have maybe they're going to use them in some way um, and we just don't know yet because we're just now getting a lineup because obviously Characters that they've released now, there's only nine of them. I would imagine there's going to be more characters in the movie than just nine. Um, but yeah, I think with this one in particular, I just think it's it's really tough because uh, I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't know. We don't. We weren't obviously weren't there whenever they auditions. This guy could have auditioned for it and just knows he might have sucked. I don't know. Um, but I, I think maybe the, in terms of the outrage, I think we're getting a little, we need to pump the brakes a little bit, the outrage. Let's let the movie come out. And if Chris Pratt is the worst Mario in the history of Mario, then start pushing the outrage. But let's give these, him and the rest of these actors a chance because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, in, in Chris Pratt's Marvel, the first person I think of is... Tom Holland and how everybody was like, oh gosh, we want Toby, we want Toby McGuire back, blah, blah, blah. And Tom Holland's done an incredible job as Spider-Man. So I think it's, I think we just got to give these people a chance to see what happens. If they suck, then we can let them know in droves. And i be a 100% behind it because if this movie sucks, it's going to be a big deal because Mario is like way too big for this to suck. Um, oh yeah, it definitely is a lot of pressure on their shoulders to really mm -hmm. deliver a fantastic, you know, uh, Mario oh. movie. I'm just happy it's not live action, right? They're not pulling a Sonic the Hedgehog sort of thing. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, let's, yeah. So, <laughs> so no, you know, let's let's, let's be happy that it's an animated film and it makes sense for it to be animated and all that jazz. So. Uh, take a step back. Hey, everybody, take a breather. Um, but let's hear the rest of this uh, list, and we can sort of discuss further. All right. So, uh, Luigi is going to be played by Charlie Day, which is I think is going to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, now this actress, I ne I don't think I've ever heard of. I could be just under a rock, but Anya Taylor Joy is going to play Princess Peach, which I think that's going to be another one that's going to be really. Um, important for her to hit on the princess peach character because that's a pretty big character um back black is going to be bowser which i think is the most amazing casting out of all of these people oh yeah. i think jack black as bowser is going to be awesome yeah my favorite are uh, bowser and luigi the voice actors that are gonna or the the people who are gonna play them i think i'm really mm -hmm. excited to to see the prospect yeah um, then Donkey Kong will be uh, voiced by Seth Rogen, which I think is also going to be really good. Um, and then this one threw me for a loop because I never would have ever thought of him as a voice actor. But I mean, I guess he's done some stuff like it. But uh, Keegan Michael Key is going to be Toad. Now, if people don't know, he's SNL Key and Peel. Um, but I think that that is going to be really really good because the toad character is always already kind of like 
I would say kind of on the goofy side. Like, out of all of these characters, I think he's one of the more goofy. Him and Luigi are, like, goofs of the cast, I think, for sure. But um, I'm kind of excited for this one because I think he's going to do an incredible job as Toad. Um, And then, so then for, they have Cranky Kong, and that's going to be played by Fred Armisen. Um, and then we have Kamek, who is going to be played by Kevin Michael Richardson. And then the final one that we know of right now is Spike, who will be played by Sebastian Meniscal... Men, ugh, Sebastian Meniscalco. Um, which I've honestly, I don't, I've never heard of him, but, um, I think it's a pretty overall it's a pretty good cast you were you kind of talked about how big it important it is for nintendo to hit this i think just by this cast right here i think it shows how important nintendo thinks it is to hit this because you've got some pretty big names here chris pratt uh charlie day is big actor uh jack black seth rogan you have arguably one of the greatest uh uh, people from SNL ever, Key, and Pe- uh, Key from Key and Peele. Um, so, like, I mean, th- then the rest of these people aren't slouches. I, now, I've never really heard about this Anya girl um, or Sebastian, but I'm, I think the overall the cast looks pretty darn good. I think the biggest thing that could possibly kill this film is the script writing right like (laughs) some people Mm -hmm. they they'll like judge films and stuff like that and be like oh well this actor was horrible or this whatever and there's a lot of like aspects that it's not that you gotta think of like a lot of different uh you know sides of the story essentially right because there is the actor yes right like they're the one who kind of brings the part alive but you do have uh, for example, you'll have the script writers, right? Like, okay, so how well is the dialogue written? But then you also have the directors. So, like, there's a lot of aspects that go into play whether a movie is going to be good or not. Because sometimes you could have a great actor, horrible script, or you could have a great actor and just a horrible director, or a great script and a horrible director. Like, there's a lot of factors that you got to think about. But I think the biggest thing that could possibly sink this film is the uh the the idea that the bad script <laughs> because i feel like these actors have the ability to really play their voices and make them feel alive because voice acting definitely is a technique in itself because you have to you're you're really more focused on okay well I have to bring this person alive, but just using my voice, like, right? Like I have to give it character via my voice as opposed to your body or something like that, right? Like there's no, uh, you know, slapstick humor that people are going to see or that you're going to be able to see. So you have to bring it alive with your voice and sort of bring what you've got, you know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. At the end of the day though, I do believe that, it has prospects of being a good film in terms of the casting. My only thing is like, Hey, someday in the future for video games and stuff like that, if you're doing, I think, uh, animated, I would like the pushing of, Hey, like we're going to bring these, these individuals on the project. Um, but I will say that it's going to be a good movie. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I think, like, like you said, I think that those, I think that these actors, if this movie fails, will not be the problem. Even what we were talking about Chris Pratt before, even, even if he doesn't play the greatest Mario ever, I still think that he's going to play a very good Mario regardless. I mean, people are, like we said before, clamoring for this original voice actor. But I don't think Chris Pratt, even at his worst, is going to do a bad Mario. And I don't think any of these people are going to do a bad job with the characters that they have. I think it's really going to boil down to the the script and 
also, I mean, one of the things we didn't really talk about is also the animation and what it looks like and how how well the Mario animation translates into a animated movie, um, which I mean could be a make or break as well. I don't know what kind of style they're going to go for if they're going to try to stick as closely to the games as possible. Which in that case, I think that they will really well. Um, I also, if they kind of uh, mess with the, the animation a little bit. I also don't think that's a bad idea either. Um, it just all depends on they just gotta throw they gotta throw the right Hail Mary on it and hope that it sticks for people. Um, now, I also think like it can't, definitely this entire situation cannot be any worse than the last time Nintendo did a Mario movie slash series because I don't oh, know yeah, if you heard about horrible. <laughs> the yeah, the last and... <laughs> time they did that, and it was also like I think if I remember, it was kind of filled with like some slightly racial, racist stuff. Like it was just a really yeah, it bad. Was, it was a mess. But you know what's not a mess? This podcast. <laughs> so if I were you guys, please leave a like and subscribe if you're over on YouTube. If you're on any of our other five platforms, yes, I said it, fly, five different <laughs> platforms. Uh, we have Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So I hope you guys are excited in the variations that we have for you guys in terms of where you can listen to the podcast anywhere and everywhere. So if are you guys, please go on the link in the description. If you're listening on any of those other platforms, please give us a follow. Uh, we love to hear from you. If you're able to comment, I know SoundCloud allows comments, but if you're commenting uh, and you're watching on YouTube, Please leave a comment down below stating, uh, what do you think of the new Mario movie? What's your favorite N64 game or Sega game? And uh, do you believe women need to give men more words of affirmation? What is your love language? All those sort of questions I'd like to hear in the description down below. Let's start talking about it. I think it's going to be very interesting to, to discuss. Before we go... I'd like to give a big old thank you to our sponsors yet again. Again, check out Kelly's. Again, <laughs> check out Kelly's Kernels. They have uh, lovely sixty-four different flavors for you guys. So please, if you're in the Indiana area, go visit them. Uh, link in the description on Facebook. It has their address and everything, so you guys can check them out. And uh, be sure to watch all of your fantastic and wonderful gaming. Uh, get it from the Grim Reaper as he streams uh, throughout the week. So if are you guys, please check him out. Again, link in the description. He's over on Twitch.tv. So with that said, as always, we love you. Bye.